Okay, episode, who knows? Um, we are we are rolling solo again um, yes. because our our good friend uh, and producer Rick and Gigi took a much needed break, and then actually this episode is airing because we took a vacation, right? And by we, I mean Renee made me um, take a vacation. I'm really nervous about you it. You want to open up that box again? No. I, well, real quick, Aztec Chevrolet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Before to, we start uh, fighting, first things to first. To Aztec Chevrolet for always being there for us. And we're so excited to be uh, soon to film a TV commercial. Um, for when we can get ours and Rick's schedule to yes, very get soon. together, we're going to film so that. So we're, we're very excited. And, and um, Aztec Chevrolet is it going to be a funny commercial or a It's funny. And, and the guys at Aztec came up with it. And I was like, oh, crap, right? Uh-huh. But it's good. It's, it's really good. I haven't read the script yet. Well, of course you haven't. What do you do? Um, <laughs> uh, so thank you Aztec Chevrolet again for all your Chevrolet needs please hit up our friends at Aztec Chevrolet and of course Old Salt Coffee yes because I know a lot of you are like Steve we'd love to support Aztec Chevrolet but they're only in South Texas we're listening from Canada we're listening right. from overseas we're listening from Europe we're listening from you know right. so but Old Salt Coffee you can definitely support OldSaltCoffee.com yeah. Trevino 10 is the code. To get so, a 10% discount. Um, yeah, put your code yes. in. And then, oh, and um, then I was, what? And and thank you to people who were donating, donating I couldn't say that word, to the, <laughs> I can't talk all of a sudden. I'm the leukemia. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yes. Is it working? Are people donating? People are donating and you guys, just any little thing helps. There's a link in our bios on both of our Instagrams um, and we are going to be fundraising money. We've got a couple of weeks left to fundraise. So we appreciate everyone. The people are that. donating. They are? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm always worried about that. I mean, I'm always like, do people care? You know what I mean? Oh, like, do I think give it's a such shit? a great thing. You and know? you know what? There's, um, if you get on their website there, they are, I don't think people realize like if you are dealing with cancer or someone in your family member, there are so many resources that are out there and they are a super helpful and wonderful society. Just call the 1-800 number that's on the website and right. they will answer any of your questions. They'll give you lots of information. Why are you talking so fast? Because it's important and I want to get all the details out. Like if there's someone. Dude, you're who- loud right now and fast. Okay, sorry, I'll slow down. Don't maybe, be sorry. Maybe, maybe I had a I little too much coffee this morning. I think it's funny, dude. No, but it's it's a it's a great resource for yes. people who are dealing with a family member who has cancer and they kind of don't know what to turn and they where to turn and they don't know what resources are available to them. The LLS is is a great place to start. Absolutely, and um, I you know it, the the podcast sometimes. You know, to be completely honest with you, sometimes it feels like work, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, but once I'm doing it, I've said it before, once I'm doing it, I'm happy yeah. to be here. Right. But the, the the cool and exciting thing is comments. I love comments and, uh-huh. and, and people, you know, saying, oh, we had a great time with you guys or we love it. No, I love that. But sometimes right. I mention something, <laughs> right, on the podcast uh-huh. and, and you, you just never know who's listening. Okay. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about Easter and barbecuing, and you were like, "How many grills does one guy need?" <laughs> Remember? And uh, and I was like, "Well, you can never, you can never have too many grills." Uh-huh. And then I, I get hit up on Instagram uh-huh. by Cobb Grill, right? And yes. they're like, "Do you have a grill to take on the road?" <laughs> and I go, "Well, I do not." And then they go. That's what Big box yes. that arrived. They go, send your address to us and we'll send you one. And I'm like, okay, I would love to have one. So look, 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 look. 
Look what they gave me. Well, at least this one isn't going to take up space in the backyard. At least this one's nice and compact. Wow. Look at the food they're cooking on that. That's pretty cool. Are you going to make me that, Steve Trevino? Yes, I'm happy to. (laughs) But um, I just thought it was really cool that I um, I mentioned it. And then, you know, the Cobb Cobb Grill reached out. and, and Uh and, And sometimes, like... I mean, they were really sweet about it. Yeah. And they were like, look, you don't have to mention us. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to give it to you. You know, and, and I just, I mean, it's a gift and it's a very nice gift. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention it. I, but you, you know. cooked on one of those before, right? Yeah. Uh, so or, or did you cook on it? No. Oh. Um, I was on the cover of My Las Vegas <laughs> in Vegas, the magazine, and they did an article on me uh-huh. and they paired me up with a chef. And you guys cooked on And we grill. cooked on that Cobb Grill. So that's the only thing that I had known about Cobb Grill. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man, this thing's really cool because it's only like that big. It gets super hot. Like it, it was a real, like a little, it's like a, like a miniature egg, if you will. Okay. Right. That you can travel with. So I, I just, I want to thank Cobb because, you know, what a cool gift to send. And, and again, you never know who's watching, who's listening. Yeah. That's so random. You know, so it was cool that, that, um, they were able... But I was complaining about grills, and they were like, here, here's another one. Yes, and uh, <laughs> man, I, you know what? I just, I could really use some fishing poles, and I do not have, <laughs> I do not have enough fishing poles for my uh, fishing extravaganzas. I need more fishing poles. So if anybody is listening uh, that would like to give me a fishing pole and reel, I don't know why I didn't, I don't want to just get a pole. I need the reel too. Um, oh. But it was cool. That they, they, I just, do you think that's cool? Yeah, that is. So it's, it's awesome. It's neat, it's neat. So um, we did an episode yesterday, uh-huh. and we talked about. Um, man, it was it, a lot about me yesterday's episode. No, well, uh, about women in general, and and sometimes like I leave an episode, and I'm like, man, did I say what I really wanted to say? Did I? You know what I mean? That's me every week. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> but but you know, I, look, I I think ultimately, ultimately, I think I did say what I what I wanted. Um, yeah to say and get across. And, and I think sometimes people will take things the way that they want to take them, you know? Right. Um, but I, I'm, well, and this is like a dialogue back and forth. And so you cut me off and I cut you off. And so I think sometimes we don't get to finish. But nobody thoughts. ever gets mad at you for cutting me off. <laughs> I'm the one that, because maybe they notice all the times I just sit quietly and let you speak, even when I'm bored and I feel no, like I've I just, heard it already. I just think it's hilarious that today you start getting ready for the podcast and you come out dressed like that. And I'm like, Ooh, somebody is, uh, over showing off. We, no, you were like, we're giving up already. No, I took Because every episode, Renee's like, oh. Well, right. no, I took Delilah for her shots. And then, you know, we've been talking about my weight and exercise and like. Nobody. Okay. First of all, nobody's talking about your weight. Nobody is talking. I think you're beautiful. I've told you that before. Nobody specifically. And, and it should never be about weight. Well, no. It should but, always be but the last about health. Of- and fitness. Yes, it should always be about. It's not about weight, but also feeling as a woman, right? We talked yesterday. We talked on the last episode about about confidence, and that's a big part of it. And I've watched the last couple of episodes, and my clothes look a little too tight, and I'm like, how am I sitting in my chair? No, baby, you no, 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 no. But 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 again, it, it scares me that I hope you're not feeling insecure. You shouldn't. I mean, no, no, not insecure. I just 
know how I looked pre-baby and I know where I'm at now. And Delilah's four months. So I think I'm doing good for having a four-month-old baby. You're doing great. But I also feel like things are getting easier with Delilah. Like last weekend, um, a girlfriend came over with her little girl so that Garrett and her could play together. And she goes, Renee, it's good to see you getting back to yourself again. And she was not talking about my weight or my appearance at all. But I just like, all of a sudden, it like really hit me then that like, Oh yeah, holy hell, the last three and a half months have been... Three and a half months? <laughs> three and a half well, months? Well, no, I mean, I feel like with the last... Add, been... add the nine of you being pregnant, <laughs> it's been 13, 12 months. Well, my, but my know. point is like going to the exercise and all of that, like it was easier to exercise when Delilah was in my belly than it has been the last three and no, a half it, months. No, things, you know? are, things are definitely starting to settle down. I mean, there was a time... Um, you know, where, when, when Delilah had colic, where even the house, we couldn't get it into order. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was hard. And, and the only thing that stayed in order was my department. Um, the garage and outside looked amazing. Because you were nowhere near <laughs> that baby because she would cry and it was like PTSD um, for you. But, it, you know, it, it, it definitely has, has chilled out. And, and, you know, again, you know, I, w- I went to um, Garrett's mixed martial arts class. But even, even, you know, us dropping the ball when it comes to Garrett, you know, yeah. where, you know, I have taken baseball very seriously with him and I have not dropped the ball in a literal sense uh, with Garrett when it comes to Little League. Yeah. But we started to miss um, Ninja class. Ninja class. And, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it, it really bummed me out because Garrett is in the advanced um, ninja class. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Dad... I have I haven't gotten a new belt in a long time because we hadn't we haven't been going and we hadn't been going we couldn't get him there you know between we, the we two just of us. couldn't make it happen so you know now I've made the commitment to okay I got to make sure that Garrett makes it to class yeah um, we're gonna get him a private lesson today so that he can get caught up so that he can start really catching up to the other kids because it does suck to be to be that kid. Yeah. Right. To be that kid that. But you know what? You also talk about giving him fire. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, here we go. You're going to pay extra money so your kid can get a private lesson and get caught up when that might be what fuels him and gives him drive. Right. We talk about how do you give your kid drive? Well, no, they're not going to give it. I agree with that. And and that's a concern. And they're not going to give him the belt tomorrow or today. Right. It's it's to prepare him. Catch him up to, to speed. Catch him up to speed so that he does. Um, be, it is prepared when it is time to test again. to upgrade belts and test. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, definitely. And yes, you know, we do have the ability to, to pay for that extra help, but I, I, I kind of look at it as if my kid is falling behind in math, mm-hmm. if I have the ability to get him a tutor, tutor, sure. Then I'm going to do that. Sure. You know, and, and, and luckily for me growing up when I would fall behind specifically in math, I would go to um, Mary Jane's house. Yeah. And Mary Jane would, would do my parents the favor to work with me. Wow. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. She, well, she was a principal, right? She was a family member who became a principal at one point. Wasn't she yeah, a principal Yeah, she was a, at one point? a teacher, and then she became a, uh, an administrator and a teacher. Anyway, yeah. but, you know, my parents, even my parents without money were finding ways, you know, because she was my family. aunt. You know, and a teacher that they asked her to do us the favor to tutor me. So I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I thought about it. Believe me. Yeah. And I constitute it to he's falling behind. 
right? And these are the things that that we are focusing on with Garrett right now is baseball. Yeah. And, and we always said team sport, individual sport, and yeah. an instrument. So now we need to start getting them piano lessons or something. But yeah. um, definitely feeling like things are finally getting back to normal yeah at the house our relationship is starting to <laughs> get, get back to well sort of but now the extra time that i have by delilah not being so fussy i'm trying to like maximize my time on the exercise bike or in the gym so. you, you did two days uh, uh two a day yesterday i did you did the morning workout and then well i the, rode the bike with you in the morning and i didn't quite feel like it was enough well i rode so. by i rode the bike and lifted weights so yeah. and you just rode the bike but then I have to shower and get dressed and put on my face and all that. Oh my god, dude! You getting ready takes. It did not forever. today. This is oh like sweaty. God, this is like, sweaty gym hair. I just washed my bangs because they I, were greasy. I just like I don't know if I could do it. I don't think you like, have any clue how long it takes a woman to actually get dressed. Whoa, what's because going on over there? Hold on, I think uh, is Rick chiming in. Did Rick? Rick cannot stay on vacation. Ah, Rick, Rick cannot stay on vacation. <laughs> but those of you that can't see our uh, our monitor and our um, our board is is over there. Uh, and we have a computer in the studio that Rick is able to control from his house. He said, "Sorry, just checking." He, no. doesn't, he doesn't care about us. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't love us. Back to vacay. Back to uh, what are we talking about? Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, you taking forever to oh, get ready. Oh, then you like, have no idea how long it really takes a woman to get dressed. No, there's... Like, remember when you did the post about how long it takes me to get my hair colored? No, look... And people lit you up because they were like, you have no clue. There are... Uh, there, there's three different levels of getting ready for women. And you are in the extreme of that. No. I think there's... I think there's, there's women that that are no problem at all, right? They're the, I don't wear makeup. I put on sneakers, jeans, and a t-shirt, and I go, mm -hmm. right? There's sure. there's that woman. But you're not married to that kind of woman. I and know. I don't think you would have married that kind and of then woman. There's, and then there's the, hey, quick makeup, right? Shower, That's makeup, what this is put today. the hair up, and psh, let's go. And then there's, you, but, and then the difference is that, and then you have the women that are like, sometimes I take forever. Right. That's sometimes. Me. Sometimes. Bullshit. Sometimes. Dude, every day it's full makeup, full hair, two different yeah. outfits, three. How many outfits did you wear yesterday? Gym clothes. Gym clothes? Gym clothes twice because I exercised okay. in the morning so and the gym evening. Gym clothes and then you changed for what? And then I. Changed for the podcast. Changed for the podcast. And then you changed again for the day. No, I didn't. And then you wore gym clothes again. You, you literally had four costume changes yesterday. Four. Well, two of them were stinky and sweaty. You want me to stay in my stinky, I'm, sweaty clothes I'm, all day I'm wearing long? the same shit <laughs> I wore yesterday. <laughs> Dude, I shower. My showers take six minutes. No, listen. Six minutes. There is. The only thing I do long is take a shit. That's the only <laughs> that's thing. That's true. And, that, and that's not even long. That's like 15 minutes. It's like 15 no, minutes. No, it's longer than that. Max so 20. And I don't even know how I used to take a shit without TikTok. 
No, but there is no makeup, just gym clothes, take Garrett to school, drop off. And then Whoa, there's. Who takes Garrett to school? Sometimes when you're traveling okay, and I let's have be to specific. take him. Let's be specific. Because normally you take him, but when you're traveling and I have to take him. And then there's like today, I had, I exercised really quick this morning before I had to get Delilah to the doctor for her shots. And I didn't go in makeup. I just threw on these clothes and went out the door. But then I came back and I was like, I'm going to be on camera. I'd like to put a little makeup and fix my hair. So this is like. Quick hair, didn't have time no, to wash look, it and blow dry I, I, it. I love, I love that you always look beautiful. I love that that you always dress up. And, and you tell and me, that I, is, can, that you tell me a, I can do my hair however I want, but I know you like my is, long hair and that and, takes time. And that is a price I'm willing to pay. However. You're just going to bitch about it. No, I need you to be aware. Oh, I am. No, you're not. No, you're not. You have no clue. You have no clue. <laughs> That's not true. It is amazing the things that I am able to get done while you're getting ready. I'm fully aware of that, but you have no idea today, how long it realistically today, takes to blow dry and curl you hair. Got, you got home from um, getting Delilah her shots. Uh-huh. When you got home, what was I doing? I was spraying the flower beds with the poison yes. to kill the the um, the the weeds, mm-hmm. right? So I I finished that, okay. all the front, mm-hmm. right? Which is not easy; it takes a yeah. while, right? I, I cleaned all, I sprayed all the landscaping, all the rocks, everything. Then I came in, I made myself a, a lunch, PB and J to be exact. I made myself a lunch. I cleaned and set up the studio because you had a disaster in here. And I came and cleaned up the studio. And what else did I do? Oh, I uh, I had a disaster because I was I was working in here yesterday on, on the desk. And then you're and like, then... and then you're like, have you spoken to Rick? <laughs> have you spoken to Rick about the thing? <laughs> well, no, because so, Rick has to put this up on the screen for us. So I just wanted to but, make sure we had the right screen. But I do appreciate that you always look beautiful. However, however, I don't. It doesn't take a lot of work to maintain that. It takes work to maintain this. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree. However, I would never, I don't, I don't, I, I love that you dress up. I love that you're the, you're very girly, right? I love that. And, yeah. and that's something that is attractive to me. But I don't, I don't like, I don't look at other women that don't and think, ugh. Right? No, but you're also not married to those women. Thank God. I, I don't no, think you would have, I don't think you would have married that kind of woman. I don't know. I, you know. I, I don't know. You even said last episode, you were like, the reason I was attracted to you was because of the way you looked at first. Well, no, you, I mean, you definitely have, um, I, you know, I, and, and uh, it's hard. To, it, yes. I, I <laughs> wow, like, you just like, <laughs> no, no, I'm it's trying very to think rare about, that you can't get a thought out like that. Well, that no, you I just, I, I do like that you're, and, and, and I don't want to say classy because it doesn't mean the girls that don't dress up I'm aren't classy. Sometimes I'm trashy. Well, <laughs> Um, no, but you always you always dress up, and I, and I like that about you. But I think we're spending too much time. Yes. Not getting into a topic. Okay. What I've do you been wanna... waiting to get into. Oh, uh, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. And I'm going to leave it in your court because somebody on the um, messages was like, "Ooh, why not?" You know, yes, I like that you that you get Renee answering spontaneously. Uh-huh. But why doesn't Renee pop something on Steve? To get Steve to answer. Well, no, you just popped it on me. You didn't tell me that I could like pick any topic I wanted to talk about this week. How is that any different than any week um, 
that we do this. Which, okay. by, the, which by the way, no, I'm game. Let's go. Which, by the way, I, I'll give you a little time to think. <laughs> I saw your little uh, video on uh-huh. Instagram. Dude, which one? You, your little freaking followers. Huh? Dude, you have like. They love you, dude. My little followers. Oh, Why are man. they my little, the little followers? The little Captain Evilers. The little, I don't know what they're called. The little Captain Evilers, dude. They, what are you talking about? I haven't had to. I posted yesterday, but I didn't have time to read the comments. They're, uh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of posting and, and no time for catching little, up on um, comments. I catch up um, on comments at like 2 a.m. when I'm up with Delilah. You, so you posted a video about um, the carpet and what you did in here. Oh, yeah. Right? And everybody went... Nuts. Everybody was like, oh my God, Renee, you're so great. And, oh my God, what a good idea. And, uh, well, no, you know what was funny is um, I got this leopard print rug because you say like leopard print is the official uniform saw, of Captain I, I saw Evil. the video. I saw the well, video. today I was, oh, was going to wear a leopard print sweater and I was like, whoa, that might be overkill. See, now it just did leopard this. Sweater with this this has just rug. killed your outfit choices, dude. <laughs> You you have literally take, taken outfit choices away from yourself. I have. But but I did notice too, and and I don't know. Did you take that? Uh, you I take don't know it. who it is. It, it might be the doctor. It's an eight three zero number. That's yeah. what I mean. Something else with kindergarten registration. Holy hell! Dude, it's been a pain in the butt. So back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, what were we talking uh, about? We were talking about the carpet and your, your uh, little your little Captain Evil followers. And you know it's really, <laughs> dude. It's really funny because. They, you know, some of those girls are are really funny in, yeah. their, in their comments. Uh-huh. Like one of the comments was, "Who killed that cheetah?" You know, and I thought I thought it was so funny. But um, who mauled that leopard? Well, and I also thought it was really funny because um, they're like, "So what chairs did you pick out?" None, none. No, Just, no, no. To, I did. You have to pick out chairs. So no, there are these. I when we were in Florida, when you were performing in Miami. I saw these really cool upholstered chairs that were brown leather on the back and then um, navy velvet right here. And then the seat was denim and it had denim piping. And I thought they were so cool with the colors in the room and they were like the perfect combination of feminine and masculine. I can tell I'm boring you, but I loved them. But it's like a custom chair. But you're right. My little Captain Evilers or whatever you want to call them were like, do the chairs, do the custom chairs. So I do have some picks that I could just like order and have them here, but I hadn't really talked to you about it. I I would love to do the custom chairs. So why I not mean, get them? To go around the custom table because I have to find the old chairs first, like on Facebook Marketplace or something, and then have them reupholstered. Okay, well, well you know, well, that, great. So we'll see those. But chairs. I did some other stuff. We have curtains. We'll, we have we'll rugs. see those chairs in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like I, I I just want people to see that uh, little baby steps, Renee. Ba- baby steps. We, we well, got no, rugs. That poor Zach. Zach tore his Achilles and had to have surgery, so we're waiting on the wall too. But I did the shop behind you was looking pretty bland back there, and so until we can find a door, I did an easy DIY and put some shelves. I up saw there the video. And, I saw the video. Okay. Okay. So hopefully it looks good. We'll have to see. I the think episode. so. I think I think you're doing a great job, and 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 that's the thing about you. You always do a great job. You're just not effective. It takes forever. And all I'm saying is do a good job, but do it faster. Because <laughs> you do do a good job. And you have you really do have an eye um, for design. I mean, yeah. you know, Delilah's room came out. Beautiful. It just yeah. took forever. I know, because I like to find little knickknacks. And I like it to feel collected. I know, I take a long time. Anyway, so okay. now it's your turn. 
My turn. No, you know what um, people, what I get that people are curious about is the dynamics of us working together and being husband and wife. And I have... Um, oh, yeah, we should talk about I have about a couple that. of people who... Um, are on my Instagram and they'll send me messages and they work with their husband too. And one of them, she was so cute. She was like, today's national secretary day, Renee, make sure you buy yourself a nice gift. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> is that today? No, it's no, not. But, but it was. was. She told me. Yeah. No, I, you know, we, it, but it, you know, getting you to get on board with work, us working together was very hard. Um, that was a struggle for us because, you know, it's been a process. Well, Renee's a very strong person. Renee's a very opinionated person as we're learning, um, as you're learning. And (laughs) Renee also, um, has always been the boss. And part of the, the issue is that Renee in her life has been very successful, has been very successful when it came to academics and school projects and getting into college and, you know, and even in college, getting the, the, ah, put another banner up, put another, you know, uh, reward up there. So g- number one, convincing Renee that, Hey, we're a team and we should do this together. It came out of necessity you know. and having Garrett was what happened. Well, yeah, but I had been asking you to get on board. You, you had, and that, but that's very, what I'm saying. For a very, very long time. You had for a long know. time. And it wasn't till, it really wasn't until Garrett came in the picture that, I mean, I was I was helping you here and there while I was still but working my other but jobs. I also feel like there was a feeling for you of, I'm going to give up my career for yours. For sure. You know. For sure. Um, because you are an actor. For and sure. And a lot of people see her in, in her commercial um, yeah, she they're other, playing the crap out of that. They're playing the crap out of that right one. Now. There's yep. other commercials that Renee's in, but they're they're playing the crap out of that one. And and you know, Renee did give it a go um, when she moved to L.A. and and unfortunately, every casting director wanted her to speak Spanish. Um, every casting director wanted her to have an accent, um, and it, it was just frustrating for her. But there had to have been a sense of feeling of like. So for a long time, I could not convince you to jump on board with my career. Right. When so I was I was working at an acting school and I liked my job. I was really happy because I was helping run the office, um, but I was still in class as an actor and I felt like I was still very much in that community. So I really loved my job and we had Garrett and um, you were kind of staying home with Garrett when you weren't on the road, but it just got to a breaking point where your clips went viral. The relatable clips went viral on Facebook and you started traveling like crazy. So Renee is like everybody else in my life. Once the train was moving. Oh, hush your mouth. She jumped on board. We were married for how many years before that? Yeah, um, but you weren't like, ooh, I want to help you with your career. You were like, I got my own shit no, going on. No, it came out of necessity. And then when I started blowing up, you were like, oh, hey, what's uh, no, what's going on over here? I, I want to be a part care. of that. Your memory is so warped. His memory is so warped. So, we needed childcare. And so it became, are we going to put our child in daycare? And I went and looked at the options in our neighborhood, and I was like, I can't, can't do that. I just, I, I could not do that. And I mean, Garrett's in daycare now, not that there's anything wrong with daycare, but just the options that were available to us then were not great. Because we were living in LA and it was horrible. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. LA was horrible. Yeah. And 
not only was it horrible, it was sad. It was depressing. They were dirty. And in order to get in a decent one, you had to donate blood and <laughs> give an arm and a leg and, and be on a wait list and be on a wait list I mean, forever. I just, we were clueless. We you were know, clueless when I, I came to that. You know, LA is definitely the rich and the poor. There is no middle class in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Um, so, but, so then it became, how are we, how are we going to do this with this child? And what made mm-hmm. the most sense was for us to go on the road as a family and me to just really start helping you. I disagree. I, I disagree. Really? Yes. Okay. Completely. You, you tell it was, me your version. It was before that. And I had, I had, you know, really, really was, was going, Hey, I need your help. Help me, help me, help me. And I just couldn't convince you to get on board to help me. Um, you were doing your own thing. Yeah. And then, um, we were lucky enough to film, um, for Showtime. We filmed, um, uh, Grandpa Joe's son. Right. But that was your first special you know, and, and we were not we really were engaged, involved on the production we, side of that. We were engaged. We weren't married. I was able to film that special. It was a, a good special. We really felt like, okay, well, here's a break, right? We got a break. Yeah. Finally, after you know struggling and working hard, we got a break. Well, nothing came. And I finally went to Renee and truly a sales pitch. And I said, look, I need you to help me do my own special. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I go, I will figure it out. And if Hollywood's not going to hire you, this is how I convinced you. Yeah. I said, if Hollywood is not going to hire you, if Hollywood is not going to give you a job because you went to NYU for acting, directing film school. Right. Yeah. And I go, if they're not going to give you a job, I will. Me and you will do this together and you will come on as a producer and help me produce this special on our own. And that's when you go, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and we had at that point. Oh, that's right. I remember. And the the family I was working for at the time was That's kind right. Enough. Put it up there, Rick. That's <laughs> right. She said that is right. Mark <laughs> no, it up No, but there. they were kind enough to give me some time off to go and produce a special and then I still had the job my job when I came back. So that was kind of the beginning of okay, let's right. do this together. Yeah. Help me pull this off. And that was scary as hell well, too because it like here we're trying to produce it and you just kept going forward like a bull and things production companies would fall out and like the venue wouldn't quite work like we thought it was going to and you were just like you were selling tickets for this special and we were like yep there's gonna be a special there's gonna be a special. no we're gonna figure it out i mean yeah you know we didn't yeah. have a choice hollywood wasn't giving us uh, a break and hollywood wasn't helping us and and production yeah. companies weren't helping us and i go we are going to to do this and even yeah. and even then the production company that came on board goes we'll come on board but you have to pay yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a substantial amount of money that left me and you with literally $400 in our bank account. But that's what I no. mean is that like us working together really came out of necessity. Yeah, yes. At but, that point, it was like ride or die. But up to you, that was a necessity to you. I always thought since the day we met that had we worked together from the very beginning and had a common goal that we would yeah. have both been uh, much more successful faster. Because I have become much more successful with you by my side. Yeah, but it's and, also and been you hard. Helping. It has been hard. So, I mean, so, you know, we talked about that and how we got you on board. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Then again, LA, your boss tells you, oh, you can bring your baby to work. We're, we're LA and we're baby friendly and we're, we're female friendly. Right. And you show up with this baby. Well, I think once the baby was here, it was a sh- shared office space. The reality of no, having a baby. Don't do. In don't the make office. excuses for her. For that woman. That woman. That woman made you a promise and then took it away and then replaced you, straight up. No. And that happened in L.A. No, no, she didn't. They didn't hire someone else. They basically said you can bring your kid until you find a childcare situation. And like I said, once we started looking at childcare situations and saw the wait lists and saw the places that were available, it just didn't make sense for us anymore. And then we came back to work and there was a new guy there. Well, of course. Yeah, they have to hire someone. But they, but but she basically pushed you out after saying. Oh, I don't remember. That y- yes, like that. that's exactly what happened. You know, so out of necessity. Yes. But I had been begging you to work with me from the beginning. Yeah, you have. You know, even when we were engaged, even when we had first moved into, uh, you know, and, and. But you're a strong personality, too. And that's that's scary, too, you know, to to work with someone, <laughs> work for someone who is such a strong personality. But, uh, but I don't want you to say for because, you know, I never say that. I have several. We have several. No, we there, have, there were we have several, several times. We have where, several employees. <laughs> talk over each other right now no let me say my point we have several employees and i don't tell any of them that i am their boss no but i say that we are a team yes we all work together yeah and that we all have a, a common goal absolutely but between you and i privately there were definitely times that you said i am the boss I am the boss. And I probably made you feel like you had to assert that because well, I am no, very opinionated. And, and that was, that was the, the big learning, the big learning curve for us was, and, and I, I do think it helps that I'm older than you and that I've been through a lot yeah. in my life. Yes. You know, and I would explain to Renee that uh, ultimately there are some things that she is the boss of and I let her lead. And, you know, whatever that department is. So, for example, if she's directing or producing a my special, I do not get in her way. And I don't get in your way. But, and I but ask you. That took a couple of projects I ask for you, us to get to that point. And I ask you, what can I do to support what you're doing? Yeah. Right? And Renee didn't have that distinction. Right? In the beginning, yeah. everything... <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away and I said it when we walked in here, but here we are. Oh, two wedding pictures down as we're talking about working together. Do we think it's a cosmic sign? Dude, I saw it coming, dude. And I, even when we walked in here, I go, Renee, bad idea. We're going to have to close and open the door really slowly. And she was like, it'll be fine. Smash. Well, when we're um, in here, no one's touching the door. That's crazy. That was like some weird cosmic sign. God knows. God knows. <laughs> God's like, Renee, listen to Steve. Listen to Steve. Um, no, there, there's definitely a, um, a, a, a moment where, in my opinion, Renee didn't understand that, hey, I'm the leader of this project. Yeah. And if I am the leader of this project, let me lead it. And right. let let me let me go in the direction that I want to because it's my department. Yeah. 
you know, and... But yes, you're correct. That was a problem I had. And part of that was that I care about you. I I feel like oftentimes I'm your wife, right? I care about you and the situation and how it's going to affect you and what it's going to do for you. I'm so much more invested than a random paid employee, obviously, right? And so... But you're not. And and, and so sometimes I felt like because of that, I need to be really vocal on this particular thing. And you'd be like, nope, you need to back up. Yes, and you wouldn't. But but on that note, I'm glad you said that. When you sit there and you go, and 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 I I always say this to to couples, man, there is no prenuptial agreement between me and Renee. There is no uh the business of my stand-up comedy is we both own it. We're both owners of the company. We share everything. Yeah. We are definitely partners in everything. Renee does not have the Renee account and with the money that Renee makes, Renee's allowed to spend that and the money I make, I'm allowed to spend that. No, it goes into one big pot and we share in everything. Because we had nothing when we and started. Yes, but I also think that- There was nothing that, to have a prenuptial agreement about. Well, but I think that that's important um, as a couple to go, hey, we are in this together, right? Yeah. Whether it's 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 my um, standup that drives this company, sure. it, it, it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that I deserve more than you, right? We are equal partners because to me, to me, everybody's job is important. Everybody, yeah, right. And when I go to a comedy club uh, or a theater, I shake everybody's hand. Right. Because I want them to know that, hey, you matter. And this show does not happen without you. Without right. the without the guy that goes goes through and cleans the place. Right. Without the CFO that runs the place. With everybody is is needed. And I, I like to run our little family the yeah. same way where I go, hey, guys, everybody here is important, you know. But for me and you working together, there was the 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 strong personalities, both of us yeah, butting heads. And, you know, and for me, the only thing that I have, I have always said when it comes to my standup, leave me alone. Uh, and I respect right? that. I've always said, I would never don't tell try and me, do stand-up. don't tell me how to tell a joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I've always felt like I respect people's departments mm-hmm. and what they're good at. And I don't get involved you do not, and you get involved with everything. So that's our biggest fight, if I'm being honest, right? Yeah. You know, Renee, Renee likes to control and run every aspect of everything, you know, and it's like, well, hang on, I'm leading the ship in, in this project. Yeah. But we, we, lear- we learned that as we worked on different specials and went along together. And but it's even like this office. It's been a I, 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 I didn't pick out, we had this conversation, I didn't pick out anything. Everything in here is a Renee. What's so funny deal. is that it has your name all over it, you know? Because there's no show without me. <laughs> I know, baby. I know. I'm kidding. Before no, before they go, oh my god, no, I can't believe this. Um, no, but it, it is it is a team effort, and yeah. and I think you know, that. And what's interesting is I think we don't usually we don't share this information like publicly. We just do it and go about it. And I think people who work with us kind of have an idea, but also like we're working together in our home, even when we're not working in front of people. And so, um, 
I think it's it it also creates an inter- interesting dynamic with how we work with other people because we're husband and wife. Oh no, absolutely, and it makes it it makes it more difficult, right? Like nobody wants to yell at Steve's wife, yeah. right? If Steve's wife makes a mistake or they don't like how Steve's wife is handling something. Nobody says and it's, anything. And it's frustrating you know. for me because I feel like as a strong, independent woman, you know, I I can I can have those conversations. I'm capable of having those conversations. Um, but I also respect and understand how that makes other people uncomfortable. Well, but but people also know my temper and they also know and they also know how much I love you. Yeah. Right. And they're afraid that I'm gonna lose my shit if somebody disrespects my wife, which as you know I do and yeah. I will. You know yeah. what I mean? So it does make a complicated dynamic at the end of the day of, of, I feel like we're still discovering how to navigate that part of it. And then I'm super self-conscious about, I would never, ever want to be perceived as the wife who is riding my husband's coattails. No, and and people don't think that. Um, But it's such, it's such a stereotype, you know? And uh, uh, to me, it's such an ugly stereotype. So I'm super self-conscious about that. But I mean, I think that some of the things that have made me um, successful are work hard and never quit. That's that's a given. Yeah. Um, but I've also I've, I've also been smart enough to know what I don't know. You know, I, I've I've always I've always been been willing to hire somebody, right, to mm-hmm. do things that I don't know how to do. Right. I'm not a website guy. I'm not a social media guy. I'm not a technical guy. Right. And I've always been smart enough to know that I don't know those things. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing that I think has been to my advantages. And as you know, I'm a question asker. Uh-huh. I ask a lot of questions. Garrett does too. That's so funny. I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I want to learn things. Right. If, you know, if we're going to do fine, if we're learning, if we're, we're going to buy a home, I'm talking to everybody I know, every realtor I know, every mortgage broker I know, yeah. every builder I know. I mean, I'm learning everything about what it is to buy a house. Right. And then I'm also willing to dive in to it blindly and I learn along the way. Yeah. So I think those are the things that have made me successful is, you know, I don't ask, well, what are all the negatives? Right. What are the things that can go wrong? Right. I go, what are the things that can go right? And then I will figure out the things that go wrong as I go. Right. You know, which makes things difficult for me and you. Yes. Because I very much, I want to do all the research ahead of time. I want to know everything and feel like I'm making every correct decision. Oh no. Renee finds everything like, like, and it's amazing to me because I truly, truly see the positive in everything. I, I see something and I go, oh yeah, here's all the positives. That's the first thing that comes to my brain. And Renee's brain works, here's all of the negatives. And see, you see it as negative. I think, and this is the difference between you and I. And part of why I think we are a good team too is that it's not that I'm looking at the negatives, baby. It's that someone has to be the realist in that sense and say, okay, what are we going to face? How are we going to overcome then, it? Then, then what are going to be the issues? Then had I met you before I did stand up, I would not have ever done stand up because you would have come to me and said the odds of a Latino American making it in this business yeah. are 0.001. Yeah. Right. 
You're literally one in 10, 15 million chance of making it. Right. It is a struggle. It is a hard no, business. No, for sure. You definitely Every, have to be so, a dreamer. You so definitely have to be a dreamer. Had I had, I had and you. And I love that about you. Right. And I had, I had somebody come to me and go, hell, you want to do stand up? Well, here's all the negatives. And if I would have believed them. Yeah. Right. Instead of having the attitude that I have of, no, I'm going to do it. And I'll deal with, I'll overcome the negative as I go. Right. right. Which is, which actually you say that and I'm thinking in my head, like, that's probably so true. If someone had told me how rare it is that you see a Hispanic female speaking English and playing like great roles on TV, if someone had pointed that out to me and I was aware of it, I probably would have gone to school for something different. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the odds of me making it as a stand-up comedian, especially Mexican-American, are, I don't know what the odds are. But it's slim to zero. Yeah. Slim. And by the way, when I got in the business. I was going to say, I think things are different now. It's very different now. But not when really. Started. When I got in the business, George Lopez had not had a TV show yet. Yeah. Carlos Mencia had not had a TV show yet. The only famous Latino comedians, one was dead. And that was Freddie Prinze. Uh-huh. And that was in the 70s. Yeah. And Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. In the whole United States of America... There was two. Oh, there was Lucy were, and Desi, which but is he crazy. Wasn't a stand-up. Was like, he wasn't a stand up. He wasn't a stand up. That's true. That's Cheech, Cheech Marin, not a stand up. Really? He wasn't no, a stand up? He no. was an actor? Sketch, sketch comedy. Oh, okay. But he wasn't a stand up. Yeah. Right? So, in order for, even back in, you know, when I got in this business in 1998 as, a, as an 18 year old or 19 year old, yeah. or 18, I, I, if, if I would have looked at the situation, like that, I would have gone, what am I doing here? Right. In the history of HBO, at that point, only two people had had HBO specials that were Mexican-American, Latino. Right. Only two. Out of every comedian, out of the history of comedy, and here I come thinking, here we go, right? Yeah. So, you know, being that dreamer has made me successful, and and... And asking questions and, and learning and watching and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do? One of the first things I figured out was, you know, when I was a kid, there was a show called Evening at the Improv. And I watched it all the time. I've heard you talk yeah. about that show. I never saw it. Yeah, it was back in the, in the 80s, right? Yeah. And I remember watching Evening, as an, uh, Evening at the Improv when I was a kid. And then Jeremy Cruz, my cousin, calls me from Dallas, Addison, and goes... Mm-hmm. Dude, there's an improv here. And I dropped everything and I, I go, I know that place. All these comedians are associated with the improv. The improv. I'm on my way. So, you know, even then going, oh well, I, I gotta wherever those comedians are, I gotta be. Yeah. Right. So and then now us working together has become easier and more complicated. And it's become easier in the aspect that that Renee and I have matured. Renee and I um, respect each other's departments. We have very clear, um, defined departments. We've had enough fights over uh, (laughs) whose department is whose department. Um, And then in the complicated side. But that's communicating. That's communication. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then on the complicated side, you know, us learning to let go of some jobs, right? So... Recently, if we're being completely honest, Renee would handle um, all the day-to-day 
bookkeeping. Yeah. Right. Paying out, paying in. I mean, she didn't handle taxes anymore. We, we gave that job up several years ago. So we ended up hiring a professional CPA tax person years ago, but Renee was still doing the cleaning of the books and paying out. Yeah. And then we, us getting so busy that Renee was dropping behind in that department. Yeah. Because Renee has, has, uh, grown into a producer, you know, you still have to watch the special to help edit the new special. Yeah. And you, you just didn't have time. And it, it took our management calling us going, you know, Hey guys, somebody has to start doing your day-to-day books because Renee's falling behind and yeah. nobody wants to yell at her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so also it has become more difficult in learning to step away from, and then, and then, I, but that one's proving to be a blessing. Like I'm at a phase in my life right now where I really want to be able to enjoy Delilah. She's already going, cool. growing so quickly. Like today Absolutely. I had to make her six month doctor appointment and I was like, I got emotional about making a six month old doctor appointment. I'm not ready for her to be six months yet. Um, and there's other projects and things that I want to focus on too. So it's, it's the right move for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I definitely think that when you are a husband and, and wife, um, team you know you 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 live in the gray so much for sure right there is no black and white you know i we always make the joke where i'm like dude i would have fucking fired you for that like you're a dick like you you know you would not treat and then and then, yeah, the, and then there's times that i'm like i would have quit this job but, years ago but dude, my boss is an asshole but the more frustrating part is i knew you when you had a boss and you had a job and i would see you around those bosses and i'm like oh my god i want that employee I want that person. Dude, that person's awesome. Why don't you work like that for me? So there is all that, you know, um, frustrating part when it comes to to working together. However, to me, the thing that, that helps us the most, in my opinion, is that there is no, well, I make this much money and you make that much money for us. It is, it is that we are all a team. Yeah. And everything that we work for and work on is for the team. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. as you say that and like paycheck, that just made me think that was a big turning point for us too. I don't know if you remember that, but when the company, your business got to a point where we were actually able to write myself a check every week, that was huge for me just to know that yes, we're husband and wife and yes, we share everything. Well, no, but that was all beginning when we started the, the business, when it turned into right. a, a bigger business than, than a mom and pop shop. Right. Right. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, but just I never, mentally for me and, and confidence wise for me to not have to go to you all the time. Yeah. But as like, a, hey, right. But as a husband, I, money I never account. wanted to do that to you. No, right? no, no, as, no. As a husband, not. I was, no, I, no. I was never like, well, I'm paying you $20 an hour and that's a good salary. And right. You know, you got to pay your bills and I got to pay my bills. And you no, know, it was uh, never it, like it was that, never but like just, that. but just like, you know, cause you talked about how I really struggled with growing into being a mom and not having my own job where I leave and go work for someone else. But that was a big part of it too, was once there was money coming in and I felt like I so was it's all about money. earning. <laughs> We're learning. It's all about money for Renee. It is, but, but it, it is, it is, it is definitely, um, you know, it's such a hard topic, right? Money, but, but yeah. finances and money definitely affect the marriage. 
For sure. They say like when you go to the marital class before you get married, like that's one of the things they make you actually sit down and like talk about and dissect and how are you going to handle it? But I've always been the type of guy, you know, and, and again, we live in a world where, oh my God, he said that we live, but I've always been the type of guy that I take care of you. I never let you pay yeah. for a meal. I never let you pay for a movie. I never, you know. Um, when we were dating, yeah. When, when we were dating. When we were dating and I was you like, didn't have any money. You don't have, have, you have a debit card. Right, but I'm like, <laughs> there's no way that I'm going on a date with this girl and she's paying. Yeah, so I have true. always taken the responsibility of, no, I'm taking, and even now that we're married, even though it's our money, I pull out my card. <laughs> you know what I mean? And go, hey, no, I'm taking my girl. Right. Uh, out to lunch, I'm going to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think one of the successes for us is, is exactly what we're talking about is, is, is all the money goes into a pot that we all work for. Yeah. You know, so that there is no animosity. So there is no, you know, well, I go on the road and I make this much money and you do this, you know, so right. we're all working and, and, but, and I, but we're both equally hustling to contribute. <laughs> no, you don't say that. That's that face was great, right? <laughs> you feel you uh, feel no, like no. I'm working hard of to contribute. Course. Yes. No, absolutely. And 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 you know, I'm so proud of you know the people that have fallen in love with you the way that I love you and follow you. And you know, now we're talking about, you know, what's the next steps for the Captain Evil brand. Right. You know, um you becoming your own brand and your own and, and, and I, I think it's definitely happening. You know, when I look at your post and the comments that you get, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely um, people who are fans of mine that have become fans of yours, but like to follow you more than they like to follow me. You know what I mean? Like uh, they, they I have don't become, know. I think I just engage with people different. They become different more fans of you now yeah that they've met you through me you know what i mean right but but it's a good thing and i and i I read the comments that that you're receiving and they're much different than the comments for sure that that i receive the conversations i'm having on my social media are different than yours yeah um so you know making that transition to of course and and for me i've always um noticed that in hollywood specifically you know women don't get any love you know and and then you add on the fact that you're also Mexican American. So you are not only a smaller minority, you're a woman, you're also Mexican American. So that's why you are a producer and director on every special we do. Yeah. Right. Cause if they're not going to give you the opportunity, I will. Yeah. Right. And if I can put a Latina director producer out there into the world, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And if it's going to be my wife who I know is talented, I'm going to do that. You know, and, and yeah. that's kind of been our mantra and our motto is that if they're not going to put us on TV, right. we will put ourselves on TV. Well, Judd Apatow you know? puts his wife, Leslie Mann, she's in every one of his movies. Right. And and she's great. She's and great. She's, she's very talented. Yeah, you for know? sure. And I ain't mad at him for it. Right. And good for them. Yeah. We're just doing it on a smaller scale. <laughs> we're not making blockbusters. <laughs> we're, we're making a podcast in our room that we fight over. <laughs> I'll tell that story and then and then we'll wrap it up. Um, What's that? But good. I'm glad you brought that topic up. Yeah. I'm really and, and I hope people got something out of it that worked together. Is uh, and, and I will say this that that 
If you're watching and your husband or, or wife is one of these people that you guys are on the verge of, of going for it, right? Mm. Where you've started a business, you've thought about starting a business. Oh, I'm so glad if, you're saying this. If you're on the verge of doing it, do it. Yeah. Do it. Look at the positives. Go after it. Work hard. Never quit. And overcome the obstacles as they come. Yeah. No, because every no. time I think I, I hate my boss and I want to quit, I go and I make a list of the pros and the cons. You have no <laughs> idea what she did to her boss the other night, though. <laughs> oh, and uh, <laughs> no, I was trying to say something sweet and you just take it to the dirt. I always do. Um, I always do. No, oh, but so anytime I'll... I make a list of the pros and the cons, I feel like for our family... It's a great decision for our family. Yes. Um, but I'll tell this story. It's just a little fun uh, Steve Trevino Hollywood story. Um, I was lucky enough to write on the movie The Mule for Clint Eastwood. Uh -huh. and, and we um, got invited to go to the movie premiere, which was... Um, and I, I've been to several premieres by myself. And I've also been to several premieres um, with Renee. And it's really cool, man, to be in in LA and Hollywood and to be at a movie premiere with the lights and the, you know, yeah. it is, it is definitely very surreal and, and exciting, you yeah. know, and, and because I'm a Texas country boy, you know, I'm always in my cowboy boots. So I always don't look like I belong there. Um, but this particular one, you know, yeah. um, you wear sleeves to movie premieres. I do wear sleeves to movie premieres. And I remember Sarah Tiana, uh, who's a great stand-up comedian. She was laughing cause I had left the premiere and went to the comedy store and she's like, because she's from you know Georgia, uh -huh. and she's like, what is it with you Southern men that think dressing up is tucking in your shirt? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had my shirt tucked in, you know, my snaps, you know, my boots, you know. And she was like, you, she was like, that's dressing up, just tuck it in. You know? um, but we had gone to this premiere for the Mule, which I was lucky enough to uh, to write on, and I. I wrote for um, Clint Eastwood specifically. And my favorite part is if you watch that movie again, Michael Pena's character, his name is uh, Agent Trevino. And I put that in there uh, for a little homage to myself, which, <laughs> which by the way, I, you know, it, it is frustrating that every movie we are um, Garcia or Pena. Like, yeah. <laughs> like those are the names that Latinos get in movies, right? Uh -huh. So I thought it was really cool to give Michael Pena's character uh, the Trevino last name. Yeah. But so we go to the premiere and I'm wearing my cowboy boots like I always do. And what's his name? The country singer? Toby Keith. Was it Toby Keith? It was Toby Keith, it was Toby wasn't Keith. it? Yeah. Toby Keith is there. And I, as you guys know, I am five foot five. And Toby Keith He was there because he had like a song in the movie He had a song in the movie right? or he was friends remember. with Clint or something. Yeah. And I go over to grab a whiskey and, and he's right next to me. And he goes, cowboy boots. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? You know? <laughs> And I go, I go, I'm from Texas, man. And he was like, yeah, figures. I'm from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, the, my favorite part is at that point, this woman comes up to him because he's a giant, you know. Yeah, and, he's a big guy. And he looks very country, right? Yes. So this yeah, woman, the mullet kind of gives you This away. woman comes over <laughs> and she goes, so who are you? Are you famous? And he goes, well, there's a water tower with my name on it. <laughs> 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 and she was like, oh, is that good? Like Luke Bryant? And she was like, no, not like Luke Bryan. <laughs> but it was, it was cool. Like, I'm just kind of standing there. Uh -huh. Well, in walks Judd Apatow, uh -huh. right? And I know Judd Apatow from the, the comedy. comedy store, right? 
So I see Judd and, and I walk over and I'm like, dude, what's up, man? How you doing? And he's just standing at the, the front of the door uh-huh. of the of the restaurant because it was at a big restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the premiere. I'm like, so what's up, man? What, I go, what are you doing here? He's like, well, Trevino, what are you doing here? And I go, well, I, I wrote on the movie. And he's like, oh, man, congratulations. Good for you. Which, by the way, Judd Apatow has always been very sweet and very nice and, and very approachable, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so we're standing there. We're having a, a, a little bit of a chat. And I go, I go so, so what are you doing here? And he goes, well, my wife had a movie premiere tonight and the food sucked. <laughs> so I came over here to get food. And as we're talking, uh-huh. the f- people at that restaurant are bringing boxes of food. Uh-huh. To, and I'm thinking to myself, how famous are you that you leave one premiere because uh-huh. you didn't like the food? And came to another one. And then came to another one to get food to, to take go. home. <laughs> to go. Right? And then and then um, Toby Keith was like, hey, man, how do you know him? Right? And I'm like, well, I'm a comedian. He's like, introduce. Like, <laughs> So I'm like, hey, come here, man. And I'm like, hey, Judd, this is, uh, you know, Toby Keith or whatever. And Judd's like, all right, man, well, nice to meet you and whatever. And then that sparked the conversation between me and and Toby Keith. Because uh-huh. he was like, do you do comedy? And, you know, we started you right. know, having a conversation. And then before you know it, I realized that I had spent the entire night with the other guy with cowboy boots. Talking to <laughs> And, and you know me. Two guys in the room in cowboy boots. Well, I've never been able to in Hollywood. I've I just I've never had much in common. You've with, always felt a little uncomfortable. I've never felt yeah. at home. I, I've I've never yeah. felt like. Well, that night too, didn't a publicist come up to you and ask you who are you? Oh yeah, dude. Because because you were talking to Clint. Yeah, I'm talking to Clint, and Clint and I are having a laugh, and then all of a sudden she comes over and she goes, uh, "Oh, security gets in front of me," oh, and, they're, they're, and he goes, "Walk, walk." And I go, excuse me? Right? And he goes, mm-hmm. and then the, the woman comes up. She's like, so what are you doing here? And then Clint gives her the like, like, no, he's good. Yeah. And I go, bitch, I wrote on the movie. <laughs> and I went, well, <laughs> but I've never, I've never, you know, I, I've never just, I've never felt comfortable. Yeah. 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 You know, at the comedy store, I'm the only guy in cowboy boots. Yeah. Right. I'm the only guy that hunts. I'm the only guy that fishes i'm the only guy with a pocket knife in my um in your jeans jeans. and your boots and your pocket (laughs) yeah i have one in my boots too yes but i'm the only guy with a pocket knife i'm the only guy that when somebody comes to say hi and i'm sitting down that i stand up yeah i'm you know and i it just if i never quite fit yeah you know and and that's one of the reasons that I did the comedy the way that I do comedy. That's one of the reasons that I moved back to Texas. But, you know, to be there with Toby Keith, and it wasn't a, oh, my God, you're Toby Keith thing. Yeah. It was, a, oh, you're you're an Okie. You're from Oklahoma, man. I'm yeah. from Texas. You know, and, and uh, it, there's something about the, the working. But you find people like Texans mm-hmm. everywhere. Chicago is a lot like Texas. Right, Central California is a lot like yeah. Texas. Right, you find people. Um, San Diego is a lot like Texas, and what I mean by that is is they're friendly, they're respectable, they're nice. Right, they don't they care about uh, opening the door for somebody. You know, yeah. when I go to Boston, you know, and and you you kind of realize that, you know, it's the working class people that I get along with. Yeah, and in L.A there just wasn't many working class people. 
Yeah. Are they are are either they were working class and they really tried not to be. You know what I mean? They moved to LA and then wanted to be LA. Oh, I was like, I didn't, I wasn't following your train of thought. You know okay. what I mean? And I never wanted to be LA. I never made the transition, you know, cause there's guys that are from Oklahoma, from Texas. I didn't see eye to eye with them. Yeah. Right. They were so into the LA Hollywood thing. Yeah. You know, so I noticed that I do really well. And that's why, you know, Canada, man, Canada is a bunch of working class people. Yeah. People who wake up every day and go to work, they're family people, you know, and that's another thing. There's no family people in LA. I don't you know, think you know that's what I mean? True. It's just, it, I, I don't think that's true. It's just different. That's what I mean. A different kind of family people. Well, it's just you a know. different kind of family life because of the cost of living. Like that's what it's it comes down to well, is the cost of living. I never understood, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, but. There was comics who I knew had kids mm -hmm. and they would hang out at the comedy store till four in the morning every day. And I'm like, you know, and me, I'd go to the comedy store, I'd do my spot and I'd get home. Yeah. But that's unfair you know. because you talk about hustling and work hard. That, that very well may no, be no, part of their hustle. No, no, no. But I'm talking about people who have kids and have a huge career. Yeah. They already have a huge career. And they're still hanging out at the comedy store. Yeah, but that's relative. All the insecurities of a comic and just like, what is success and when have you hit that point and wanting more and I, look, uh, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, if 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 I played that game, I would have never moved back to Texas. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and we yeah. talked about it all the time, where it was like, what what are we willing to give up? Right? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to give up? time with my wife and kids to go be the biggest comedian in the world. Or, you know, like Aaron Watson says, I have my fans, my faith and my family. What more do I need? Yeah. Right. So as long as I have, uh, my faith, my family and my fans, I don't need anything else. Yeah. Right. Cause I'll always be able to pay the bills. Right. So with that being said, I am Steve Trevino and Thank the beautiful you. captain evil as always underdressed today. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just getting that in one more time do me a favor and um tag your friends in these posts please um we really want the podcast to grow yeah if you think someone else would enjoy it if there's another couple you think should should watch it at night tag them in it for we us. love you guys steve trevino captain evil thank you so much uh i hope you guys enjoyed this mess of an episode <laughs>